0: Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 119 of Death Readers, the podcast where Rob and I share our thoughts and notes with each other on the books we're reading for the first time. If this is your first time listening, we suggest reading The Legend of Drift, book five, Streams of Silver, chapter 19 through the end of the book before listening to this episode. That way you too can follow along. Welcome to the book wrap party. No, not so festive you are.
1: I'm sure we'll get into it.
0: Do you have any housekeeping?
1: No, no housekeeping. You?
0: No, not at all. Do you want to start the show in the traditional way?
1: I do want to start the show in the traditional way.
0: Then let us begin with...
1: Chapter 20, End of a Dream. Chapter 19, (laughs) Shadows.
0: Summary. (laughs) Brunor and Trieri and their respective teams make their way deeper into Mithril Hall and meet in a central room on the top floor. A predictable battle between the two forces ensues and ends when the fighting triggers a stonework trap damaging the room. I have no notes in this chapter. No notes. That happened.
1: (laughs) Shit happened. Who cares?
0: Yep. There was some fighting that was just... Yep. There was... Okay. Here's an impromptu note. Okay. This book was too long dude and these things took too long to happen
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and this thing that finally happened just (sighs) happens
1: these things took too long and they didn't feel like they paid off any of the shit i sat through
0: yeah yeah it felt it felt like yeah well i guess this is like the thing we say at the end but yeah like all the things that it promises happen happen but in an unsatisfying way I mean, you just, I, you, I'm saying the same thing you said. Sorry.
1: I, I I'm I'm merely trying to give a reason for the discontent that will be present in my voice.
0: Gotcha. Uh, well, if we have no other notes, I just want to point out that the modeled count at this point is two.
1: Two within that chapter.
0: Yep. Up to. I that wasn't point. going.
1: I'm not going chapter by chapter. I've got for this section. So well, the that, whole, that's why know.
0: I have been going chapter by chapter.
1: Oh, well, look at you.
0: I honestly don't know if I kept up with it, <laughs> but I know from here I was like, got two.
1: I think you might be right, but we'll see.
0: We'll see. Um, I know I'm right up to that point. It's later, I'm not so sure. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that was fast. Let's move on to...
1: Chapter 20, End of a Dream.
0: That sounds familiar. Shut up. Summary. Trist and Entryry are buried under the rubble and presumed dead. Brunor and friends turn tail and make haste towards the exit, discovering a battalion of Grey Dwarves and the old Battlehammer Trophy Room. Expecting it to be untouched and protected like his own treasure trove when it was in the previous book, Brunor instead feasts his eyes on a buffet of destruction. The party realizes a dragon must have broken in to add to its vast treasure. But it did miss some things, like the brand new magic bow and quiver found by Caddy Bree. More uncomfortable with every minute that ticked by, Brunor ushers his friends out and towards the surface lest they encounter any further entanglements, like those waiting in the shadows in the form of Sidney and Bach. Uh I do have a note. Okay. Page uh, 315. Okay. So that's how Caddy Bree got her bow and arrows.
1: How do you know about Caddy Bree having a bow and arrow?
0: Pretty sure she was a, so I think there was a DD and d game that I bought a while ago that was like a board game. Uh-huh. And I think it came with a bunch of like Forgotten Realms characters like Dritz and Brunor and Wolfgar, like all those characters. And you you play them through it, it, came with a bunch of tiles. So you could, you would like start up a, the, t- uh, like a deck of tiles. And then everybody had their character and you'd all start on one square. And then every turn you would choose where you were going mm-hmm. to, in through the dungeon that d- because of the way the stacks work would build in front of you. So it was a super fun way to like, have a randomly generated dungeon crawl. Super fun. Uh, I At least I thought it was really fun. And I think sure. Caddy Breeze figure has a bow and arrow in that game.
1: I, I think will, I have memory of that. I will say regarding the bow and arrow, it is probably my favorite thing in this book. Wow. It reminds me of my favorite D&D property ever, which is the Dungeons and Dragons Saturday morning cartoon. This is straight up one of the, the, the style of weapons that each kid got. Right. Uh, that you know, each had a magical property, and I, I, this would have captivated my imagination when I was young, and I thought it was yeah. fantastic, and I could have a whole book about that bow and arrow, and not any of this shit. Yeah. So I got a few notes. Go for it. So my question is about the golem,
0: the flesh golem,
1: the flesh golem, Bach, Bach the golem. Yes. You know how he's hunting dritz and can just kind of hunt them down and track him down. If a golem can track down, zero in on Dritz, why can't he just zero in on the crystal shard?
0: I think it was because the guy, the I, you could probably, I'm going to make it up the reason, uh, but I, I don't think it's an innate property of golems. I think it was a spell that the wiz, the modeled wizard made. And oh, is my, he modeled? Yeah, my bet is that he, ha- he could only set the golem to seek an object he had already encountered or a person he had already encountered. So he met Dritz. Did he not?
1: I don't remember the Modeled Wizard meeting Dritz. He was in the beginning of the fourth book when he didn't uh, Drizzt and Bruno and everybody a go visit castle. the modelled wizard? No. They'd never met each other. They escaped the city.
0: Oh man. No, Intruri goes to meet the Modeled Wizard twice. That's what I'm Yes, Intrie
1: totally met the Modeled Wizard. Thinking they were in the city and meanwhile they were like a fortnight out.
0: Maybe he can left. only do it with something that's alive. I don't know. It's I don't have the answer, but uh, I, I could believe that. I could believe that it would have to be a living thing that the golem could seek out. Hmm. It's probably in a spell book somewhere.
1: Okay, uh, I find that sauce weak, but sure.
0: Well, but it wouldn't any stronger sauce be deus ex machina? Like, what would be the point of having the wizard just go be able to just go grab the the shard when you just have this the first book again?
1: I would have a believable villain.
0: Why? What makes that more believable than the villain? Because it's
1: a logical thing to do. But if you like, can't
0: do it, then you then it's not logical. Like, I can't just... Yeah, but he only can't do it because to do a lot of the other things to weakness of now, the author's plot. Robbing product. a bank would be illogical, but it, it, in theory, I could get a million dollars for doing it. Like, I mean, you'd have to explain it to me, besides just saying that it would be better or it's reasonable or logical or whatever words used. You have to you have to explain why, because it it seems like, like I like I suggested earlier, if you just if you do that, you're just gonna end up with the first book, which you like the crystal shard again, which wasn't that good. So at least this way, the hunt for the shards a thing that happens, as opposed to the acquisition of the shard. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying it's not just the same book we already read.
1: I guess what I'm saying is, regardless of what the antagonists get up to, that's a more believable motivation and way forward.
0: But, but, but only I would rather other things it, right?
1: happen that I'm not going to invent uh, to make it different, but that just seems like a more believable way to go about things.
0: But if you can't do it, then it's not believable, and he can't do it.
1: We don't know he can't do it. They never address it.
0: If he could, why wouldn't he? And I think that's why I know he can't. I guess. Like, he does all these other things. He can literally, like, as we find out later, he can fucking teleport to, like, seemingly anywhere that he casts a spell to. If, If he knew where the crystal shard was, he would just teleport to it and get it.
1: I mean, it just seems like one of those things that should have been addressed at some point, like having... Uh, and Trary go, why don't you just send your golem after the crystal shard, and him saying, oh, I can't because of this. This is my only lead, and that's why I have to use this thing this yeah. way.
0: I, I'll agree that the, the, mad, the description of why the magic is able to seek out Dritz and not something else like the crystal shard isn't explained. And it would be cool if that was explained. But I just sort of, I guess, assumed that if it could happen, it would have. Because it didn't, it can't.
1: I mean, by that logic, all of the alternatives that we have proposed couldn't have happened because they didn't happen because if they could have, they would have. Like what? Any time we said this story would have been better if this had happened.
0: No, those are, those are different complaints. Like one is a complaint about writing style and the other one is, a. I think this complaint is about like the reality of the world. Like, your problem is that the spell of seeking doesn't work on the object that he's actually desiring. It works on a person who has information about where the object is. And if he... why you're, you're argu- you're, you're, From what I understand, your complaint is why doesn't he just find the crystal shard? If he can seek out something, what's the difference between seeking out someone versus an inanimate object? And I think any a difference of, like, that complaint versus something like... How come there has to be so many sex slaves? The answer to that question isn't well. There has to be because if there weren't, there wouldn't be, or whatever. <laughs> like, I mean,
1: I feel like we've come up with alternative uh, plot points, but sure.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I don't remember them. Um, okay,
1: I'm certainly not going to. Uh, also, you know, begin to find them.
0: So many of these have to be. Like, like we can't, we couldn't change any of the things that happened that were obvious Tolkien rip-off, ripoffs because they had to happen because Tolkien ripoff.
1: All right. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's it for me.
0: Um, I think I have a modeled count of two, I think. In this section? Yeah.
1: So are you still up to two is what you're saying? No, I think it's up to four, but
0: that was two in that section.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Let us continue to the next chapter.
1: Chapter 21: Silver in the Shadows.
0: Summary: Dritz awakens in a pile of rubble and dust with Artemis Intrery standing over him, dagger drawn. Dritz's magical scimitar is missing; Intrery has the other, and Guinevere is also gone. The two swordsmen agree to cooperate as they search for an exit. They talk as they travel, learning more about each other as they go. Intrery bargains with Dritz, offering him a scimitar for a promise to coerce Regis into surrendering his gym to the assassin and be on their way. Seeing this as his best chance out, Dritz agrees before they discover a gray dwarf encampment and bluff their way past a guard. Their peace is short-lived as the guard and more gray dwarves close in on the outsiders, ensuring an imminent violent battle. After slaying the dwarves, the two warriors size each other up again, seeing themselves as mirrored opposites representing their reflections. Their pre-battle standoff is broken by the sounds of Boots marching in pursuit. I do have a note. Okay. Uh, Do you have any notes?
1: I have one note. What's your note?
0: My note is, last episode I mentioned that I'm over the villain-turned-hero journey. I stand by that, but also appreciate Intruri's rational take on everything. I like how relentlessly pragmatic he is in exemplifying, as exemplified by his bargaining with Dritz. He knows his interest in a lie in joining forces with the elf and that anything less than cooperation would spell doom for them both. That's good storytelling and good care character development. A mustache twirling, uninspired villain would just try to kill the prone hero, but in Trieri turns his advantage in battle into a better chance at surviving the night. Yeah, I think that's a, I, I, I like, I feel like that is what that felt like some creative writing. Like that felt like a moment where it's like it would be so lazy to just say then they fight some more, right? And instead Salvatore says, "I'm bored with that idea. How about what would be a good reason for intrury to have to trust Dritz?"
1: And it's a good fake out too for you know taking that enemy mind route where you're like, oh, are they going to become friends? Are they going to respect each other? And giving you that possible, oh, it could go this way.
0: Right. What's your note?
1: What about the further parallels to? Tolkien where Dritzt falls and is presumed dead like Gandalf.
0: Oh, you mean like when the stone trap triggers Mm -hmm. like the end of the, they fall, they fall
1: into darkness with his enemy.
0: It's yeah. I mean, Tolkien literally wrote the book on fantasy. It seems so.
1: Well, two of them, since this is like a lonely mountain slash Moria mashup.
0: Yeah, it is. And that was curious. I thought thought you were going to make the comparison to Boromir bargaining for the ring.
1: No. um, and then I got a question about another another Gunweaver question I, maybe we've talked about this I can't remember do you actually need physical contact do you need to throw it like a Pokeball and call out Gunweaver's name I think so that's why other people can summon it and then she has to be beholden to that person
0: as long as they say her name so like if I'm holding
1: it and Dritz just shouts it she couldn't come or she did she would still be under my control not his
0: if you threw it and you shouted her name she would be under your control not his
1: no, if I held on to it and he shouted her name to try to activate it, but since I was the one touching it, she would right. have to answer
0: to me. No, his shout wouldn't trigger it. I think it's best right. it to be both.
1: Okay. Because it just seemed like a quick way to find her. Yeah. But apparently not. Um. And then more Tolkien hits. we got the Arching Bridge. We've got Delve Too Deep. Again, the Fall in the Darkness. Yeah,
0: yeah. Delve Too Deep.
1: And I found a typo, too. Did you see this on page 330?
0: I feel like I must've, but I blew past it. Cause I, I think I've seen at least, at least one typo in this section, but I, I didn't write it down.
1: The one I caught was he would not have dared to he, to me. Yes. In fear that my inquiry was just a test of the truth of his words. Yes. And I'm like, I tried to read it a couple different ways. I'm like, Nope, that's supposed to be lie. Yeah. That's a, that's a three letter word that got turned into a two letter word. That's totally different. Weird.
0: Oh man. I'm as, as the victim of typos, uh, it's so much better if they're just fixed.
1: (laughs) That's it. That's my notes on the chapter. All right, let's move on to the next chapter. Chapter 22, The Dragon of Darkness. Summary. (laughs) If there's such a thing
0: as a run-on chapter, this is it.
1: Yep. (laughs) Fuck yes, fuck yes.
0: (laughs) Shimmer Gloom stirs and begins its hunt for intruders. Brunor and friends make for Grauman's Gorge... Only to fight a bunch of grey dwarves and encounter Sidney and Bok. Caddy Bree kills Sidney and Wolfgar helps Brunor destroy Bok. Now imagine it took 17 pages to write that and you've basically read the chapter. <laughs>
1: uh, my first note?
0: <laughs> I have a note on page three three seven. Do you have a note?
1: My note my note transcends pages. Oh,
0: okay, alright.
1: I hate this. I hate all of this. I want it to end. Yeah. Uh, followed sad. by secondary notes. I'm not reading this. My eyes are passing over the words. <laughs> At one point, I just had to start reading it out loud to get some semblance of reading comprehension because I'm like, I don't... This is so epically dull. And so, hey, points to Ari Salvatore. At least he achieved epic.
0: It's so obnoxiously, like, boring.
1: It is.
0: It, it's, it's like,
1: it, 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 maybe you can put your finger on why, because I, think I was I have an glazing idea. so I, hard. I
0: think the problem is, I think it's the Spider-Man three problem. Okay. I think it's that there are, Salvatore cannot stop himself from, in, from utilizing too many villains. So when you have too many villains, they all have to have a death. They all have mm-hmm. to have an epic scene. So if you have Venom and Sandman mm. and a third Green Goblin or a second Green Goblin, all sh- and Spider-Man himself is also kind of a bad guy. All of the, the and you know all those guys they have to have their moments. Mm-hmm. So you only have two hours. Someone's gonna get cut, and I re- my memory is that in that movie it was. Thomas Hayden Church basically got cut out of the movie, and he was in it, but like he, it didn't matter. Right. Same with like the oh, the one with Paul Giamatti as as Rhino as Rhino, where it was like he was in the end of the film, and that yeah was that it. was weird. And, and so like I think that's what's happening here. I think that's what happened in the last book. I think that's what's happening in this book. I don't think that happened in the first three books. I feel like in the maybe in the third one a little bit. But in the first two there were not that many villains. It was like kind of pretty clear like who the bad guys were and how and how they had to be dealt with or that they were overarching bad guys like sure. like uh Matron Malice is a bad guy for three books. Right. And then or two.
1: Yeah, but I mean the third one was so episodic it wasn't that bad because, you know, even though they would kind of bleed over, the bad guy for one part was kind of the bad guy for that part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Move it, like, on. Yeah, and that was a lot easier to digest.
0: Yes, as opposed to the bad guys for this one or the bad guys for the whole thing. And, and by the time they all meet their end at the same time, and it's boring. Right. Like, you're just like, I'm just reading epic death after epic death for 70 pages. And, we, and we've and we talked about it. The the When he writes action and fighting, it's it's not good. Uh, um, no, no
1: and 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 the 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 dragon gloom? should have been seeded a lot more than it was other than like yeah, a paragraph d- at the beginning and then nothing else yeah. no build up and then he's just at the end what was the fucking point of the dragon
0: just literally let it be the grey dwarves like let yeah. the grey dwarves be the bad guys who like there was a dwarf war and Brunor's clan lost. Now, I guess the idea is Salvatore loves, wants you to think Brunor's badass enough to where and his, in the Battlehammer clan is badass enough that they couldn't have just lost to a bunch of lowly gray dwarves. They had to have, must have, they must have lost to something otherworldly evil and right. dangerous and horrible like this black dragon. But,
1: but don't build it up like a Balrog and then be like, map dragon.
0: It was. It's like the last. What page was that? Three thirty-seven. It's like the last forty pages after Seated in the first like four. Right. In a three hundred and seventy-page book, or I don't remember how. I think it's three seventy-seven or something. I have it right here. Why can't I just look? Um. Yeah. It's like three seventy-seven. Like it's it's that's that's garbage. Like that is such a shitty, unsatisfying thing. And then like the dragon doesn't do anything. It just gets killed. Like at least with like frost fang, whatever the fuck icing death when icing death, Death, like shows up is a dragon has this amazing like journey to get to him. Wolfgar has to quest to kill the dragon, goes through his, uh, his trials succeeds and then like has his fight. It's relatively brief, but it's memorable and it, did everything correctly it's lean and it works and then this one is just a complete fucking like this feels like i don't you probably didn't watch this but like when if you if you watched dragon ball z on tv mm-hmm. the way that show worked was like 50 percent of that show was recap of the week before and slash tease the next week oh, so like, the a, rea- like a soap opera really yeah, so the amount of actual show you got was, like, very little. Like, new information. So if you just cut all that shit together, it would be much less content than you were actually watching. Um, and it would probably be a little bit more co- coherent. That's what this feels like. It kind of feels like you're just getting, like, this, I don't know, like, unnecessary extra. I don't know how, Maybe it's not the best metaphor. But it's just... It feels... What I'm trying to say is it feels curtailed. The idea of a dragon should be treated as a huge event that is actually, like, paid off. And there's so much, so much, like, just describing how it's being killed and how it uses its breath once, and that's about it. And then it dies, presumably. Right. Even the dragon in the third book, I think it it was better than this. And that was a straight ripoff of Smaug. So, like...
1: Right. Right. So, like the, so in in one sense we're doing it all over again.
0: Yeah, ripping off Smaug again, just a different aspect of Smaug. Right. It's I don't like it. I I anyway, yeah, fuck that shit.
1: Yeah, I forgot that I forgot about Icing Death and that this is actually the third dragon. Right. In five books. Jesus.
0: Right. Yeah, Drift has encountered three dragons in five books and one of them was really good. Right i thought i liked the icing death story it was one of the best parts of that book and i also i didn't hate the other one but only i think mostly because the crying monks were involved and i really liked them
1: icing death felt like a like a glorious side quest but really well done this was a main quest and should have had a lot more going on and it was anyway it was it was like giving the farmer the potion in zelda I don't know it's if that was a good analogy either, but I I'm,
0: I'm, yeah, I, that's, on that we can agree. Um, <laughs> I have a note on page three thirty seven. Okay. Dragons have dogs <laughs> is a question <laughs> from their own world. Why do I not understand what that means?
1: Okay. Cause I, I, this is one of those parts where I'm just like, where did the hounds come from? Did it, I miss it explains that? it.
0: It explains it like the next page after the note I took. Where it's okay. like, they delve too deep. Yeah, They awoke, yeah, I saw that. You, you know what they awoke down there in the mines. Right. Something dark, something, you know, ancient. Apparently they
1: delved too deep where I guess it was just the darkness was so concentrated a dragon came through.
0: The darkness was so concentrated sure? that it merged. It became, it opened, it, it became so dark that it opened a portal to a darkness dimension (laughs) where that is a shadow reflection of our light side world an upside down, if you will,
1: which is not to say that is in any way a bad idea. You could have done, I don't know, a whole whole book book based on that. Yeah. Would have been great. This was not
0: that it's tacked on and curtailed. It's like both, both terrible storytelling, like, adjectives (laughs) adjectives
1: <laughs> it was it was an id because it's half an idea
0: ouch yeah so so that i hated that i hated the explanation it i i think it's a cool dragon I'll, i think i have a note about that later like i i will get that later but like sure. this this part of the dogs that don't do anything like they don't they don't even they don't show up
1: right they're like they're you- they're oh they're on their way like you had to, you had to work in the the wargs,
0: yeah. Too,
1: outside of shadow
0: wargs, yeah. Why?
1: Because that's what ha- That's what they encountered after Moria, and, yeah,
0: fucking not good. Okay, I have another note. Uh,
1: well, before I... you...
0: okay, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, well, I was gonna. It. I
1: was gonna say. Can you also tell me what happened with uh, with the golem? Because it kind of seemed they they took off. it apart. Okay, just 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 by his extreme strength that no other thing affected the golem but he was able to pop the head off okay and then just kind of just yeah it's like from there
0: it's like if you're like uh, i get like i'm in the kitchen and i can't open up a, a a pickle jar and i hand it to my wife and she's like just handles it it's like that
1: fair enough fair enough what's your note
0: it's actually a positive note shut up i enjoy it <laughs> it's a little tongue-in-cheek but i i, I do mean it sincerely I enjoyed the skillful way Salvatore describes Bree's first time killing a human.
1: <laughs> Ironic, because my note was also kind of about that, but tell me yours, because I'm sure mine's just more complaining.
0: Mine was that I really appreciated the... What I appreciated about it was that he took the time to explain to us that she's having turmoil. I like that. Hmm. I like that he took the time to say, not all fantasy heroes are just okay with murdering and killing other people and death. Like these are still humans and they can be relatable and they still have like regrets about mm-hmm. vi- like in exacting like horrible violence on other people. Even if those other people don't, this person does.
1: I suppose fair. I was more taken with the seemingly 1970s rules where Caddy Bree could only, you know, in, in a personal one-on-one fight, fight and kill another woman. Hmm. Where I was just like, I, I didn't really have a big problem with it. It just seemed like, sure, that's another well you can go to. drink Yeah, deep, but that,
0: that kind of like discounts. And I think Salvatore does this too, which is something I don't agree with. It's this sort of weird racism where she, she murders two dwarves by shooting them in the eyeball and like the chest and doesn't have a fucking problem with that at all.
1: Okay, so racism, sure. Um, also, the difference there is she's removed from it she's not up and close oh, personal right killing. right right so that, that that's more what i was going for but yes there is that aspect of but they're not my kind so i can kill them and feel okay yeah. with
0: it they're subhuman little people so why not just like if nothing? she if they
1: had taken a moment when she killed that first dwarf and was like oh shit this is what my night's gonna be like this is this is real that would yeah. have maybe felt a little more genuine
0: yeah uh, agreed Or like a recognition of like actually, I've had to. I I grew up a long time ago because I remember when all of my uh, the clan I've lived with my whole life murdered thousands of goblins in their sleep.
1: (laughs) She wasn't there for that though. She was off in Helm's Deep.
0: But it is declared here that she has killed goblinoids in the past and felt nothing for it. (sighs) Like Jesus. Like in that in the same in the same area, she says like. I've killed goblinoids and an orc and even a other thing, but right. this is the first time she'd ever killed a human that had eyes that looked like hers and she could see the, you know, their orbs lose their lightning or whatever. Did it actually say orbs? I missed that. It, it didn't. I just oh. went to throw that in there to, to Oh, I would have
1: loved it. I would have loved to hate it. <laughs> I was excited. It's the first time I felt emotion in this entire episode <laughs> for this book. It was like book. excitement.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, uh yeah <laughs> I I but again like I actually did I enjoyed that there was a moment there that was it's that same thing with like the character depth sure. it's a moment that, that that sort of tries to di- yeah. give you a book that means something or has some sort of effect just like those moments with Intrery earlier where you can you get I got that feeling of like oh he's not just a heartless ruthless manipulative killer he like he's pragmatic he's he also wants to survive He's human. Mm -hmm. It's just like a little bit of dimension added that makes these characters feel more like characters as opposed to object that slaughters other object. And then we read that over and over and over like we have a lot of this book. All right. Any other notes in that chapter?
1: Hardly any dragon in a chapter named for one. We already kind of addressed that, but wanted to point out it was in the title. And what we got was... That's about it. That's all I got.
0: Well, you get more dragon next chapter, which is. Chapter
1: 23 The Broken Helm.
0: Summary It's the big dragon fight. Daring action, betrayal, ingenuity, revenge. This chapter has it all. The long dragon fight ends when Brunor bounds before the beast's back in a blaze of booze, and his <laughs> friends pummel the dragon with their ranged attacks. <laughs> Desperate to join the fray, Dritz is ambushed by Entriri, who sends the Dark Elf over the chasm edge and onto a ledge 20 feet below, giving the assassin a clear shot to Regis. Shimmer Gloom and Brunor fall into the abyss of Garum's Gorge. Uh, I have a note on page 353. Okay. Caddy Bree doesn't clean her blade when she puts it away. Motherfuck.
1: (laughs) What is it with these people?
0: But it is acknowledged that she should have. Oh. He says very clearly, she doesn't even bother to clean her blade, suggesting that he knows she should. I, I, See, he I, likes to use it as a, like, a way to show that the character is disconnected from their right mind or their thoughtfulness, their mindfulness. They're distracted. They're I can't preoccupied. Be- I can't believe
1: these people are so bad with their tools. This is not like you can just go down to Walmart and buy a new sword. I mean, take, it, care it take care of your tools. You totally your tools will take care of you.
0: In in this world, believe me, you can you can stop a random person in the street, and they would have an armory ready to sell you. Mm. At least that's what it seems like sometimes.
1: It does seem like that. Okay, my note. And maybe maybe, maybe not maybe a page gla- note. No, maybe maybe okay. I glazed over it. Okay. Maybe you can explain it. Maybe you can make it help it make it make sense. I help it to make a sense. Help it to make it a sense. Why does fire hurt the dragon?
0: It's not a red dragon.
1: Okay. My only other note underlined in capitals is fuck this book. <laughs> um,
0: all right. I have some more notes. Please. Page 356. Oh, cool. A dragon with Dementor breath. I guess Shimmer Gloom is not a black dragon in the traditional sense and is instead a creature of a shadow realm. Because that's when that's finally explained. But uh, I like that. Like, So black dragons in Dungeons & Dragons actually have like acid breath. Mm-hmm. And it's part of... So if you were like... So they have immunity to acid, but not fire. And etc. Like different dragons have different immunities and different etc. This is the first time I've experienced a dragon that... Has depression breath, <laughs> and I really like that idea because, like the Dementors, like that's what it—it's—it's it's an effective like literary device. Didn't
1: like, didn't blackness also come out of its wings? I don't know. Maybe it—it it kind of seemed like Dritz's spell, but just nat- naturally coming out of off the dragon. It maybe. also seemed very cool.
0: I, I felt like it would be it's a cool visual that the whole dragon's design is cool. It's just mm-hmm. in it's the worst written dragon story I've ever read. Yeah. The dragon gets no it's just a punching bag, and it's it's such a cool dragon that it really deserves its own time. Like I it would be cool if Salvatore could write a story about a cool dragon doing cool shit in a Dungeons and Dragons book. For the amount of dragons we've had. They've done the first one did a predictable thing. Mm-hmm. the second one was a fun slay the dragon fight and this one is a boring slay the dragon fight anyway uh page 361 okay dritz is secure in the knowledge actually you know what i'm just gonna try to find this spot and read it because i think i'd rather just have it be specific like be exact with the words that he uses because that, that was the thing i had the problem with He started up again, fully expecting to die, but secure in his realization that he was indeed very different from the murderer that followed him. Secure too in the knowledge that he had escaped his own heritage. And my note here is, really? Again? (laughs) (laughs) He has to be secure in the knowledge that he's escaped his heritage? I feel like Dritz goes through waves of realizing he's escaped his heritage. And that's what five fucking books have been and dude get a different arc like be different like evolve change like it's repetitive it's redundant it is
1: get to a place where you're comfortable with yourself and move forward
0: Or uh, yeah yeah author like like find find a way to be like i've told that story i'm okay with having told that story it's except, done now
1: except this is book two.
0: Yes, that's and true. And it's the
1: first time he ever escaped his heritage, and then they had to go back and show him escaping his heritage, thus creating well, a sort of Ouroboros of then, angst.
0: Then maybe this line doesn't make this book worse, but it makes the other three way worse. Oh, horrible!
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And and by the way, we re- and the way they're presenting it to us, it, this becomes worse because they made that choice to make this book five.
0: Right. Yep, that's my notes for that chapter. Are you okay. ready to advance? Let's move. All right, what do, you, what do you got? What's the next one?
1: Chapter 24, Eulogy for Mithril Hall.
0: Summary. Intriri's betrayal is complete as he destroys the only bridge across Gronim's Gorge, securing his escape with Regis while trapping Dritz, Wolfgar, and Cadibri on the other side. Intriri taunts Dritz by capturing Regis, but insults the drow when he reveals that he's also stolen Guinevere. The three heroes begin their hunt for the assassin and... The Halfling's Gem. Chills, because I said the name of the next
1: book. <laughs> I guess they shall not pass.
0: They shan't pass their pants.
1: They're not the wielder of the secret flame of Arnor. I think it's sacred. I fucked up.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, man, you should feel bad. I do uh, I feel bad. <laughs> you, it's earned.
1: Arnor is an elvish word for sun. I found that out during the reading of this book.
0: There's a little bit more summary to go. Okay. Meanwhile, Dendibar finally loses control over Morkai, who, who possesses Dendibar the Mottled. Oh, thank you. Finally, loses control over Morkai, who possesses the Golem Bach and uses his broken form to kill the Mottled Wizard. See, I said you had to let me get to the yeah, end. Uh, where that's I, that's on me. Yeah. There's also a strong suggestion that Brunor is alive.
1: A what? But he fell into the chasm, never to be seen again organ sting. Dun, dun, dun. Are, you, are you saying he's going to return as Brunor the White?
0: I'm saying after the credits of this book roll, it says Brunor will return in <laughs> and then the next book title or whatever book title he comes back in.
1: Do you think if he's coming back, do you think he'll come back in the next book?
0: I Dude, I don't know what the next book's about. <laughs> like, it's I about don't the Halfling's gem. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't know. I have no clues. The only clue I have is Brunor is coming back. Br- Brunor will return, period. Ellipsis, whatever. Like He's coming back, just like, yeah. I don't know when. So, like, yeah. yeah. Dritzen, Dritzen Wolfgar are gonna go catch up to him, catch up and and, and chase down Entryry and continue that story, and is Cadibri gonna- What go off to do? Bree's gonna stay at the Longfellow house, or whatever it's called, with all the funny wizards and their upside-down bridges, and I got that, but I feel Horse like cats. I glazed over
1: the why of it.
0: The why is because she's injured, I guess, and needs to rest. Also, she has uh, she's going to use the wizard's magic scrying technology to call Clan Battlehammer and call the allies of Clan wow. Battlehammer to meet her and bring their thousands of dwarven armies to this, this town. And then they will march back on to uh Mithril Hall and clean it out for Brunor and Clan Battlehammer and kill all the remaining uh deep dwarves or gray dwarves.
1: Well, that that posits two interesting, well, one interesting possibility and one very terrifying possibility.
0: Do you want to use the word interesting here? Yes. Oh, well Wow. Well, I'm now I am.
1: The, okay, not terrifying. What's the word I'm um Where it beats you down and makes you sad and dejected and wanting to give up on life. What's that called? Depression. Eh, A depressing possibility? That doesn't seem like the depths, (laughs) the scraping the depths of my soul that I feel that this could happen. Um, Uh. Calling all the dwarves seems like it could be uh, rearing up to feature R.A. Salvatore's version of the Battle of the Five Armies or of Helm's Deep. So that worries me. The interesting possibility. Ominous poss- Great. Love it. Thank you. Uh, the interesting possibility is I suggested a while back, what if Caddy Bree got apprenticed and maged up? And that could be her contribution to the group. Mm. And now she's going to be in a position where that could be a possibility. And that you know would what? be interesting to me. I would be like, hey, cool. She's with the wizards. She's healing. She might do something just past the time. And take a, you know, so you want to be a wizard course.
0: I think, yeah, I think that would be a very interesting. Uh, I I like that you're engaged enough to wonder about well, what could happen next.
1: It it is predicated on my supposition becoming correct. So really, it's just a form of self-aggrandizement. But sure,
0: dude, whatever it takes. <laughs> um, I I am disappointed in the Cadbury will fuck Wolfgar. Tone that shows up in this last bit, yeah, where she's like, "Bring him back to me," and then and then Dritz is like, "Okay," <laughs> and then he's like, like and then, "I would watch that Dritz." And then she's like, "Don't go claiming prima nocta, Dritz." And then he's like, "I haven't seen Braveheart," and she's like, "Ah, no, you have." And wow. then, like,
1: I gotta say, it, your accent <laughs> is as good as glom Glomgold's South African pretending to be Scottish accent in the new DuckTales. It's it's glorious. That's
0: if you haven't read the book, that's what happened. Okay. Um, and and uh it was uh I didn't like it. Uh I I guess like I don't like I don't like reading stories about children who grew up to fuck.
1: <laughs> Fair. So you're like, not it's... not not a big blue lagoon fan?
0: No, or, like, Arya in Game of Thrones, where, like, she is like I I political. read about, it. I, st- I stopped
1: reading, or watching it at, at, at season four, but I heard about that, and I'm like, oh, that does not sound like something I want to watch. I'm glad I skipped.
0: Like, imagine being the people writing that, and being the same people writing it when she was a child. <laughs> and then, like, writing, and then this person we hired to do this job when they were a child has a sex i just don't like i don't like it's said it's the whole halloween 3 thing where it's just <laughs> like it's like why did this happen why did you write into your story that the protagonist who was like a 40 year old alcoholic divorced dad doctor suddenly for some reason decide to bang the the 16 to 17 year old daughter of his dead patient in a seedy motel room. Like what, why is that in a horror movie? Like, I mean, it's horrifying, but like <laughs> not in the way I think you want it to be. Right. And, and like, because Dritz meets Caddy Bree when she's like 10 or 11, Like, I know he's not romantically. Right. I mean, I mean, to
1: be to be fair, Wolfgar is probably about her age, but still.
0: But but I'm not. Yeah. And I met her when she was a child. So, like,
1: you got to let your babies grow up, Doug.
0: That's not what this is. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't. uh, It's just I don't think any person who would say you got to let your babies grow up would have sex with their babies. And that's kind of what this is.
1: I don't know about that.
0: I said, would not, would not do that. Because okay. that's what this is.
1: Is like, under, That's what I'm saying. I don't understand how this is that. Unless you're saying, Are Salvatore to, is the one.
0: Well, kind of, I guess. But like also the audience yeah. has to be like, like if there's a sex scene that Alrae Salvatore writes between these characters, I might skip it. <laughs>
1: like like I, I, I don't feel like that would happen and I hope it wouldn't. But then again, again consider she's been about this age for these trilogies and we only saw her as a child in the flashback prequel
0: that was enough for me
1: okay fair enough
0: to to feel like off limits fair enough like you don't date someone you babysat it's it makes me feel weird okay but i'm just a prude i'm just out here tell virtue signal and telling everybody how to live
1: so you're not an anakin padme fan
0: it's a problem. Like that's a gross thing.
1: I mean, she was basically a space babysitter.
0: Yes. Except that she was also a full fledged politician. <laughs> like <laughs> she she represented people in a republic. Like <laughs> gross. Like like <laughs> like that that guy from Alabama who was dating fifteen year olds is like he's Padme.
1: Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> What a great pull.
0: I I don't like that. Like if, if if, like, if, if someone, if Anakin was like 38 years old and was like, I'm going to sue her because she did something messed up when I was a kid. And she, she preyed on me when I was younger. And yeah, I know the, the laws on Naboo are different. And like the age of consent is lower. And so like, I guess it's illegal there, but it's like times have changed. I'm a Sith Lord now. And I think that might have something to do with me being groomed. Are people talking about this part of star Wars? Like, is this, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I,
1: it does kind of seem like we stumbled onto a whole nother problem with the prequels.
0: Well, I think that was an obvious problem from the get go. Cause Jake Lloyd was so young, but like, anyway, G Rose, like just no, thanks. No, thanks for me. Uh, it's going to be a pass for me, dog. <laughs> um do you have any more notes nope I have one more overview note uh and that is that I I like one of the things I do like about wait this are
1: book, we not doing the no this are is just do... a
0: note of, this is a note I called it an overview note but this is a note about something gotcha. that happens gotcha okay. Okay. okay you, you, you scared um, me it's just a it's a general note about something that happens that isn't like on a page or anything sure but it's not like I in summary one of the things I really like about this book is that Brunor goes through a journey to, uh, he goes on a quest And at the end of the quest, he is bummed out before he dies. He, he has these moments where he's like, man, this is not my home. This place sucks. I don't want to be here. What a, what a horrible journey that I guilted people into doing. And like, he has all this regret. I really liked that. I really, li- and it wasn't regret that he whined about, like he didn't express it to other people. He didn't make it their problem. He just realized like all these people he cares about are suffering because of his quest for glory. And now that he's there, ha- they and, and with their help, he succeeded. He got here. He's here and here sucks.
1: It's empty for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if you, if you take, if you, if you bring someone on your vacation and you go on a vacation and the vacation sucks, and you know that they're not having a good time and and you feel like you made them go, or like you enabled the bad time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean that's got to have some level of guilt on it, I guess Some totally. people might feel that
1: kind of like kind of like Thorin having regrets that he was such a dick at the end of the hobbit.
0: you can't have regret when you also have dragon sickness, is that a thing? It is
1: in the movies. I don't. I don't remember dragon sickness, but I never it, watched the third movie either. So
0: it's a it's a thing where they, <laughs> where they uh, they describe that Thorin basically is becoming a dragon mentally, because he becomes obsessed with the treasure and obsessed with the gold. Wow. He he gets this thing called dragon sickness, and. Uh, And he becomes an awful monster who, like, just starts growling and yelling at everybody and being really threatening. Not unlike a dragon. (laughs) And then only through the, uh... And he becomes suspicious of everyone and, like, jealous and, like, he anticipates betrayal. And there's this moment where he, like, corners Bilbo and he's like, You're a thief. I knew we shouldn't have brought a burglar on this trip. You you've stolen from me and betrayed me. What's in your pocket, mister Master Baggins? And then Bilbo sort of looks at him and then Martin Martin Freeman is is like It's an acorn. It's gonna plant in my garden when I got home <laughs> to the Shire. like I remember I all my times with my friends in their minds. You can have it if you'd like. And then and then like Thorin's like I misjudged you. <laughs> Please forgive me. Please forgive me. <laughs> and then... And then... And, and then Bilbo's like, All right. And then he just goes.
1: I really enjoy your Martin Freeman space work. <laughs> your whole posture changed and it became very pert pertinent. That's how he it's acts. He, he, I know, he, I know. He does
0: these, like... These these little bird movements, shifts. yeah,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and Bob's he'll do head. that one where he like he'll like twist his body and turn his caucus head, and then his his eyes will pivot in a different direction. <laughs> it's like a that's, bad that's, animation.
1: Well, that's his that's his old office training because he has to look it's at the like, camera.
0: It yeah, it looks like animatics though, like the mm-hmm. way like in an animatic, like everything will move just sort of rigidly, <laughs> but like it's just this guy's <laughs> style of acting. I mean, I'm a fan. It's just no, it's
1: great, <laughs> but it, it it is also a great um, observation Aww. of his being.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's like it's like that, and that's that's the dragon sickness taking over Thorin's mind, and and then he because he has to realize that you know, Bilbo's just taking the memories, and and I don't uh, know. I like those movies. They're very <laughs> silly. Everybody's so intense in those movies in, in the Hobbit films, every mm-hmm. like specifically. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I like that Mithril hall is a disappointment. I think that's a fun twist uh, mm. on the adventure story. Like I've, as a dungeon master, I've done that to my players before, and they don't like it. They don't like it when you like promise them something and then take it away. Even if it's, even if it's a little, maybe a little bit clever, maybe not as earned as you, maybe you didn't get to do a great job, like communicating it. I think it's a fun trick. I think it's a fun way to play with players. Um, cause it's a good way to, cause if you get everything you want, what you start to lose the value for, you don't feel like you've, you've accomplished anything as the player. So right. I, I kind of like that in, in Brunor's experience. Now, unfortunately, it, like I have my anticipation is that Cadbury will be successful in clearing out Mithril Hall, Brunor will have survived and become the king under the mountain again. And then the disappointment won't be worth it. Like I like the idea of Mithra Hall staying infested with gray dwarves and lost to the lost to the generations. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun to me. Uh, I've I've I mean need another dwarf king to think about, but I like the cursed dwarven minds. Anyway, that's all I've got. What, do you have any other notes? Nope. Do you want to give an actual overview and, and really just like rip this book apart? Not until we finish reading it. Didn't we finish reading it just now? Nope. What's left? Epilogue. Didn't I just do that?
1: I don't think so. I never said epilogue.
0: Oh, maybe I Maybe I skipped ahead.
1: That's what I was trying to, to lead oh. you earlier when we were saying, uh, I'm like, you're overview and you're like, oh no, I used the word overview, but I didn't mean it. I'm like, oh, Okay. But I've, I've read all
0: my summary already. I've read all this stuff.
1: Well, that's well, embarrassing. Well,
0: somehow that's going to have to get fixed, but <laughs> uh, there it is. That's the episode.
1: <laughs> uh, then I do have a few questions. Good. Dritz's sword. The magic one. I don't care. Uh, did someone pick that up? Is that anywhere?
0: Yeah. Brunor picked it up.
1: Brunor picked it up, but Brunor fell. Did anyone else have it?
0: I don't think so. I think Bruno fell.
1: Okay, and I was I was hoping for Empire, and I feel like I got Attack of the Clones. Mm. I was continually more disengaged from this book. It's I mean this is the same book with the uh, the where unicorn right or the where Pegasus. Yeah, Jesus, just so many one offs. Again, I I I get using a campaign as the basis of your book, but you got to do more than just transcribe it.
0: This is a book with like 60 pages of they fight trolls. It's, it's the same book with 20 or 30 pages of they fight barbarians, 20 or 30 pages of they're at a fancy house of mirrors, a couple of pages of they're kicked out of a town. Like it's, it feels like the, the fucking fancy, the fancy wizard house, the, the un-unconnected fight with the barbarians, the the unnecessary detour into the swamp of trolls, that ex- whole experience, all those troll chapters, was just because they weren't allowed to walk through a place because of racism. So like, pay it off. We the or the we the reader have to suffer through reading a whole bunch of nonsense about troll fighting right. that never ends up being anything like. Okay, I will eat my words a little here. I'm gonna finish what I was saying, but I will I will correct myself at the end. It it doesn't really pay off in any meaningful way, except at the very end where Brunor says, "I'm stealing one of your tricks, boy," before he sets himself on fire and jumps on Shimmergloom, mm. which is something Wolfgar did in the troll fight. Okay,
1: wait, Wolfgar did it, or Dritz put the magic flames on Wolfgar? That okay. <sighs>
0: So in that way, that tiny little sliver.
1: But that also could have been attributed a number of other places because it's not the first time Dritz has ever done that, that he could have stole that trick from.
0: No, but the trick of putting the fire fairy fire on someone who's willing and not bothered by them to frighten other people. Like we talked about Holocaust cloak. Like it's it's that was the first time I think we've read that in these five books. But like. I did I personally am am like disappointed that I had to read 60 or so pages to so that that moment would pay off in the end like foreshadowing but like was it cuz is it foreshadowing if you call your shot at the end
1: <laughs> Do you, do you think he would just run campaigns and then record them and listen back to it and go oh I'm putting this in
0: Maybe I don't know I mean I know that that's I think that's something that could happen I don't I don't think it's something that is off the table of options but like yeah but I, i'm thinking
1: like if you're gonna conject what happens
0: my my guess is no my guess is that yeah. like it's a mix my guess was that it would be a mix of remember this one thing we did in this one campaign that was really fun i'm gonna like reminisce on that and pull from my experience and write something kind of like it but also i have a basic plot i do want to get to that is independent to these characters mm-hmm. um in the way that they exist together uh, I know that there are other books that are exactly what we're talking like that. They are exactly like basically transcribed Dungeons and Dragons games or role playing sessions.
1: I un- I understand it works pretty well with like uh, the animation format. That's fun, right? Are they yeah people animate campaigns.
0: Yeah, it's also good for improv. But like that's not what that's not what I'm talking. about. I'm talking about actually like four or five you know authors get together and play a game and then when they leave, they write short stories about the adventures they went on as characters, and then they compile those into a book.
1: That's That definitely sounds interesting, because that seems different than just transcribing. Right. Yeah. This book was so long and winding and boring enough that it that the events from the first part of the book feel like other books ago. And seriously, my favorite part was that elfin bow that had the re- replenishing arrow so I thought that was amazing
0: I uh, I guess I feel like I'm a, I feel like I got a little spoiled with how good True Grit was
1: <laughs> fair
0: in the sense that like that book is so lean and so adventurous and so clear and just good that it's hard for me to read a book with this much gristle
1: right Right, everything and, in true grits, st- you know, meant something.
0: Yes, it was. And it, it, everything like I said, led it was to something else. Yeah, and this is just there's all this extra sinew that is unappetizing and not nourishing and just wasteful. But I have to cut through it and and get past it to get the little nuggets of meat that are that are what I'm going to eat right now. Right, <laughs> like this they're not is, even this like is the slop
1: before it goes to the grinder and becomes a hot dog.
0: Right, right.
1: Lips and hooves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like I, I feel like I really wish whoever edited these I, I don't know if it's the editor's fault or whose fault it is but there's something along the process of these books being made that encouraged and incentivized the page count and I am deeply suspicious talking about conjecture I am suspicious that someone had a mandate somewhere of a minimum page count and Salvatore ends up having very lean actual adventures uh-huh. that he has to pad out with trash that he's not that bad at writing. Like I, I want to give him a little bit of credit. The sure. stuff he's written that I don't enjoy. It's not that it's written poorly. It's just obviously. It feels harsh.
1: disconnected. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It feels like uh, an infomercial almost like, mm-hmm. like a, yes, I'm I'm still watching TV, but this isn't, Good. <laughs> right. This is just on. The passion's um, not there. No. And, suddenly and, and the it'll interest in, is
1: engaging again because he's in, that's the part he meant
0: to. Write. Right. He, he when he finally gets back on track to like and my beats are picking up again. Then it's suddenly like whoa, fun story. And then that lasts for maybe twenty pages. And then we're back to some bullshit.
1: Except the end of this book, you would think would have had some of that, and it didn't. And I don't know. Maybe he was burned out.
0: I do. I don't agree with you. Oh, uh, for me. I really liked the I liked the 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 Intriri twist. I liked Intriri capturing Regis. I liked him stealing Guinevere and I liked him being the Joker to Dritz Batman saying, Fuck you, come and get me like I am not satisfied until like I kill you and I'm going to make it, it feels like that was an unnecessary little addition to his character at the end like I didn't need that part it's a, that's it's a good overplayed. point it
1: was so included uh, or occluded with with the uh with the padding that I don't even think I picked up on it so that's a good point
0: that i i i felt like that was i'm i would be hard pressed to to say I am excited about the next book because I'm not but this is a i mean I kind of am but for different reasons we'll get to next episode that is the that little, like, one-page explanation of why he's doing this and what he's doing and how, like, because we've spent so many books really... And I don't know how this would play if this was the second book I read. Like, if I didn't have the three books of caring about Dritz and Guinevere's relationship before Crystal Shard, I don't know if I would care that this guy stole the the figure as much as I kind of do, where I'm like, oh, I can appreciate Dritz feeling... I can appreciate the feelings Dritz probably feels in this moment being upset that this has happened at all. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, oh, whatever. It's just another magical item. I can take or leave. It's interesting. It, th- that part I find compelling and I enjoyed anything else.
1: I'm glad it's done.
0: I'm glad this is also done. <laughs> um, th- It's just, there's so many good elements that on their own or with less in with fewer ingredients would be delicious But instead, it's like raisins in your potato salad. It's just like, stop. Don't do that.
1: I don't like potato salad anyway, so I don't mind raisins.
0: Well, then why would you put potato salad in your raisins? Don't do that. It's either way, whichever ingredient you like and the other one's added, it makes it worse. So just don't. And that's what these books do. Anyway, I don't have anything else to say about this book. I'm, I'm over it. So you're also done and over it.
1: I am done. I am over it.
0: Uh, do you have a? Do you have any like new words or something? Because I don't.
1: Nope.
0: Okay, cool. So, uh, next time on Death Readers, we'll be reading the Legend of Dritz, Book Six, the Halfling's Gem, from the Prelude through Chapter Five.
1: Do you have your copy yet? Yep. No. You going to the bookstore at all?
0: Um, I could, I guess. Sweet, thanks. What? What? I think they have some at Tidal Wave. Uh. I think I saw one at Tidal Wave recently. I, give them a call, is what I'm saying. Like Maybe
1: Maybe I'll look tomorrow. We'll see.
0: Yeah, you're not working tomorrow. I said we'll see. We'll call, call them up and be like, Hello, I would like to see if you have a book. And then we go like, Sir, what? just what's what's the title? like, oh, I'm a little embarrassed. It's, a, let, it's the third book in the Icewind Dale trilogy halflings gem and they go oh mm, well uh we do have a copy and then you're like oh okay and it's like three dollars and they're like yeah it's like 250 um would you like to come pick it up and you're like I, I think I would I'll come pick it up today and then they say would you like me to put it in a brown paper bag so that no one knows you're buying it so you can have a little discretion and privacy and you're like yes please I'm like, okay, we can do that.
1: That's why we call you Doug the Prophet.
0: <laughs> That's a weird thing to call me. Um <laughs> but I expected you would.
1: <clears throat> oh, 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 oh.
0: All right, fuck this <laughs> book <laughs> um agreed. That'd be a good like note on the back, like a quote. <laughs> Deck readers. fuck this book. No, it's the but fuck is really long. Fuck <laughs> uh, <laughs> this book. This
1: book.
0: <laughs> you got the the length of the fuck has to like really express like the frustration. Salvatore should have just written novellas. Like these books yeah. would be so much better if they were two hundred pages.
1: Mm-hmm. Interconnected short stories. I'm fine with that. Comics. I don't care. Serialized.
0: Anyway, I don't want to do it anymore. We're done. Okay, so (laughs) uh, that was Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash deathreaders. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit.